January 17, 2018, it's a Watt from Pedro Show. Thank <laughs> you. 
Watch for Pedro Show, brother Matt. How are you? Glad to see you Good. again. Good. Nice to be back in action. Love Grotto on the Pleasure Point. We got a visitor. Yeah, Jack right? is in the house. Spent a lot of time on the other side of that bridge, or both of those bridges, uh, on the other side of our mm-hmm. harbor. But he's in Pedro now. Jack yeah, the directions went out. Anchor. All roads lead to Pedro. He made it without the without the GPS <laughs> unit. And we're talking about our Navy connections because uh, both me and Jack grew up Navy. And uh, so he's lived in different places. I lived in different places. He did start in California, though, but uh, a little more north of here and ended up here. But a sister from Virginia like me. Right. I got a, he's got a daughter in the Merchant Marine now. Mm-hmm. Went to school up there. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I tried to join. Like I went through a little stretch. Right, I wanted to join. Did you try? I tried, and they they called my dad. My dad goes, nah, and you know he's not. There's he's doing something. He's up to something. Okay. Guy goes, we'll straighten him out. And my dad, because my dad was like well known. He goes, he goes, no, nah, you're not. You're not gonna straighten him out. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> Boone had bad eyes. Uh. You know those. He wore contacts, you didn't know, but when he wore uh, these guys, they were like Coke bottles. Mm. Really thick. So I had nothing wrong with me except for a mental condition. Yeah. My mental condition. Well, before, uh, well, his mom <laughs> dies the year we graduate high school. She's a pillar in the family, so he didn't know what to do. And uh, we all didn't know what to do. And that was his one. And luckily, they didn't take him in. We did Minutemen instead. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a whole different uh, history. <laughs> would have been a way much different, huh? Why I say, you know, it's true. Yeah. Sorry, it's, it's trivia about that because that was my reason too. There was something going on. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to get straightened up. I'm yeah. going to do this for a, some cause or whatever. It's like, why do you always think that's the cause? He <laughs> told me he wanted yeah. to be a corpsman. Oh. So, like, kind of doctor guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm. he never seemed to be into the killing thing, but he did like history. So I could see that connect. Mm. Mr. Karg, you know, that picture. Yeah, of yeah. Old Pedro High. A history teacher me and D. Boone had, Brother Matt, in fact, four of my teachers, but one was a history one, Mr. Card, and he got us into, he said, when I graduated high school, I got a Volkswagen, and I saw the whole country. So when we started touring, we were like, hey, this is what Mr. Card said we do. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I do that with my guys. I get it wherever we go. Like, if I got a chance, I'll say, yeah. okay, we're going to go to this battlefield. We're going to go here. We're yeah. going to go visit this totally factory. Mean, we're going to go, you know, it's like... Yeah, the, the Bob Wire Museum. The Fly Fishing Museum. <laughs> yeah, and the show just happens to be something you got to do at night. It's like, well, well we're going to do this, and at night we're going to end up out here. Yeah. <laughs> For the chow and some uh, expression. Look, can I ask you your oldest musical memory that you got now? Well, probably my grandmother. I, I had a grandmother with perfect pitch, and she used to you sing. Her singing. Yeah, and she just sang. She'd sit. She was yeah, old. Long. She had an old organ in the back of her house. She had perfect pitch, and she'd sit there, and she had her organ, and she just and she was loud like me, loud, and clear, really loud and clear, and uh, enunciated. Yeah, and she'd just hear something, yeah. and then she'd just start jamming on it. She'd have a little organ, and she was a little thing, and I used to remember sitting there listening to her play the organ, and uh, just there was a lady. Across the street from my mod pad that played organ for fun. Mm. Just wailing on it. But yeah. not a singer. She, yeah, your grandma did both. So that's your, but in the pad, is there anybody playing instruments? Well, everybody in the family plays. Wow. Yeah, yeah, my, okay. well, well, the kids, like I, and they're good. I'm, I'm just an entertainer. I tell people, I'm not really a musician. You know, it's like Petra was, when Petra and I were talking yeah. about it, it's like, I'm not, I'm an entertainer is what I am, right? And, uh, 
But my sister's got an unbelievable voice. She's great. So is my brother. My brother's one of those guys. He can look at a strange instrument and go, oh, what's this? Oh, here's how it works. And then wow. a couple seconds later, he's getting a great tune. It's like the John Lennon thing. You know, you get a great tune out of anything, you know. Yeah, and he was there like that. Okay. I, I just happen to have charisma. Whatever the hell I got. What was there guitars? Was it pianos? Piano. Always a piano. piano. Always okay. playing piano. And I played cello a little bit when I was a kid. I played the cello in uh, school. In school, okay. <laughs> in school, just a bit. Oh, cello's know? intense. But I, mean, I never the range is huge. But the way you play in between the legs, yeah. yeah. But I never. And then I'd sit. You know, I had a sister, uh, older sister and brother. They were hippie, yeah. They were hardcore hippies. So, okay. so I got into the Mothers of Invention. Oh, when, they got the records. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I just sit around and listen to it. What, what about your first album? What was we're the first record for you the bought? money? We're only in it for the money. I'd listen to it every Mothers. day. I can still sit there and just and just you know riff lyrics out of that yeah, over yeah. and over every song on that. And, uh, That's a good and then Stevie Wonder was the first was the first record I bought. I bought a Stevie Wonder single. Okay, just dug it. For me, it's always been like soul stuff. Like I always, you know, I guess soul stuff where I'm talking about like really sweet soul stuff, mm -hmm. like you know the Delphonics, the stylistics, the yeah, that stuff. I Curtis to, Mayfield. You know? mm -hmm. I like Curtis Mayfield. I saw Curtis play in Long Beach. Uh, you were at that gig. I was at that gig. Yeah, That's the last gig he does as a whole man. That's right. Because he flies to Brooklyn. He was doing a tour of city halls. Free gigs outside. We Free gigs outside. outside. And yeah. he flies to Brooklyn after playing for us in Long Beach. And a light, a wind blows the lights and it falls on his head and paralyzes him from the neck down. Right. Um, and I saw the show. I was in Long Beach. I drove my friends down there. And they're like, what are you talking, Curtis Maple? I go, come <laughs> on, man. We're going, right? I drug him down there. It was so badass because they were doing the call and response with the yeah. whole crowd. You know, say, hey, hey. And then the crowd, hey, hey. The crowd's... You know, it's Long Beach, so right, it's just right. stacked, yeah. man. And it was a... Uh, There's a little park. Uh, it's when they built the new city hall. Mm -hmm. They had, like, a park around. Uh -huh. the, the promenade. And promenade. now it's gone. Yeah, yeah. Out, but it was, That's right. They took yeah. the promenade, got gone, but it was... But, but that's it, where he played uh -huh. out on the promenade. Where he played ain't anymore. There's uh -huh. buildings now. And little on the mic. Like, I was watching yeah, him. Right, he was right. so quiet. You know, he'd get his mouth right, right on the mic, and he was so quiet. He wasn't like wailing. He was just like real quiet and using the mic, and he'd get real close to it. No. Well, that falsetto. Yeah, loved him. Yeah. Also, you know, this guitar play, he tuned to the black keys on a piano. It was very strange. And he played with no pick, southpaw guy, and uh, he didn't get to teach people. He didn't know that light was going to come down. Right, right, right. It's kind of fucked yeah. up. And a trippy band. A lot of F sharps in the tuning. Mm -hmm. I found it, uh, Nels Klein found it somewhere, but he was original guy in a lot, yeah. so many levels. Yeah. Had his own label really early. Yeah, yeah. Like 19 <laughs> years old in Chicago or something. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Curtis Mayfield was, was an incredible cat. Yeah. Incredible cat. Okay, uh, oh man, I forgot to say, we opened up the show with uh, John Coltrane with Thelonis uh, Monk doing Tinkle Tinkle. This is an important period, right? For nine months. Uh, plays with Monk. He's in Miles Davis's quintet, right? And after the gig backstage, Monk's there, and Miles is pissed at Train, because he nodded on the stage mm. again. He was eating his boogers and shit. You know, fuck. So he socks him. And Monk said, man, you shouldn't have done that, Miles. He said, Train, you come play with me. And this is 1957, huh? That's when John Coltrane quits his shit. I was up into that pad on 30th Street, mm -hmm. Street in Philadelphia for two weeks. You know, the turkey thing. And, and that's what Love Supreme's about. But after the nine months, he goes back to Miles' quintet, does a couple mm -hmm. of those uh, records, those moto ones, and then it's time I can start my own band. 
not only gets 10 years, but at least they wear junk mm. 10 years. Yeah. yeah. And, and what Richard Meltzer told me what was so intense about that, because everybody's looking up to Bird, and Bird's getting fucked up, and they're wow, to be like him, I gotta be wasted. And he said what Train said to everybody else in the scene, you can quit and get better. Richard Meltzer told me, kick dope out of the temple. Right. So, uh, this is an important period, this little thing. There's a Carnegie Hall gig, there's a couple recordings, there's not a lot. At, at, um, I got an interview with uh, John Coltrane, where they ask about, I think it's Augusta Bloom, it's like the year after he quits this year, 58. He says, you know, when you do the solo, you know, Monk would get up and start dancing. And he said, well, I don't know, I've been busy playing. I didn't <laughs> but I, I could feel it. <laughs> and he said, would say weird shit too, like, well, Monk had said, let's play in a minor key. But no one would ever hit the third. Mm. You know, third's a flat minor. So, so. Yeah, it's tricky stuff. I think those cats, uh, there's a lot of parallels in some ways. When Raymond started bringing me those gigs, and I saw the ones who survived and with his older men up at Catalina's and Jazz Bakery. And I, I seen some similarity. Like they did it because not, not really a big acceptance. They just was lover. And John Coltrane, as he did say, he thought all musicians were after some kind of truth. So that was cool. And then we did something. Now, you know, this is sir. Right. I was liking the story. I was liking what you were saying. <laughs> I just really started getting into I'm listening. You know, I was more. Oh, well, that's a nice song. That's yeah. a nice song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, and and that's hey, a question. Hey, got a message. It's called I'm Still Alive. Yeah. So, and, mm. and I guess it's from a demo, demo because I don't remember you guys coming out with the record. Uh, it's just John Coltrane doing Love Supreme. See? <laughs> that's his uh, thank you. Doing a radio show, though, so sorry. Yeah, that's You know, I just started listening to a lot of that stuff. Uh, I, I just, little... I'm a little yeah, now. I just started listening, like digging through stuff, listening to like a lot of jazz stuff and fooling around and just kind of listening. Yeah, I owe Petty Bone so much. He played me Ascension. I'm from Navy Housing. Yeah, I didn't right, know right. Was. And, uh... I thought he, I thought he was an older guy, but he was a punk rocker. I didn't know he was dead. Yeah. I didn't know what that crazy stuff, that feeling was. And then he starts bringing me the gigs, and oh yeah, these are older. Oh yeah, this is from the late forties, early fifties. Yeah. Got a little more loose in the sixties, but after that's fusion, and anyway, like that didn't really get me. I saw the Mile Vista Orchestra. That was really good. I mean, somebody left girly text. That little gob. Yeah. Well, no, what started me, I'll tell you how I got started. Chet Baker is how I got wow. started. So I started with that. And I used to guy. play, uh, when my when one of my daughters was was just little, she's just a baby, I, I put on Chet Sings, and then I just hold my daughter and I just sing to her. You know, because I, li I like his voice. Oh, no, great singer. You know, and, and so I just play that record. So that's what kind of got me going into it. Then I started moving into Miles, and I was just listening to, um, I, I can't remember the names, the piano player, Bill Evans, is that? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so what is it? Miles said his favorite white guy, maybe because he's Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said. Miles yeah. in that Quincy <laughs> Troop book, he's so intense. Yeah. It's like, so yeah, I started listening, you know, just moving around. Because I like it, you know, I like it. But it takes time. Like, for me, oh, yeah. No one ever sat me down. Like, we were talking about this earlier, about writing or whatever. I, I never, I'm not aware. I'm not a, a cat that's aware, you know. Like, somebody, but, but when you point, if you point something out to me and say, hey, Jack, look at this angle. And then I'll look at the angle and I say, oh, I see the angle here and here and here and here and here and here. And once, so, once I'm turned on to it, 
then I can see it. It was the same with writing. Mm. Somebody explained to me, hey, this is how this goes. I go, oh, I see it. And then I wrote a novel. Like, you know, so there was the same with jazz. I started getting into it. It's like, oh, I see now. Now I can hear. Now, but it wasn't until somebody pointed it out to me. I can't. Uh, well, can we take this freaky sitch? Vicious circle. How'd you get into that? He <laughs> showed you the angle. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I take this. Yeah. You know what we thought in those days? We didn't think it was a real band. We thought it was just dudes and beat up dudes at parties. Well, I didn't, no, it just kind of. It, it just kind of. When I started playing, we didn't know what was going on. We didn't. We just stole some instruments. Like before, even before Vicious Circle, we had this other band, right? It was we took two wheel. I don't two, know. Tell me. Oh, it was this band called Johnny Coathanger. It was two Johnny Coathanger. Yeah. So we had two strings on the guitar. So we just took it down to two strings and a drum, and we just hit and play, that's and that's how we got into it. You know? okay, okay. That's how it started, and then and then. Is there tapes of this? Uh, there. I don't know if there are, but. Uh, but there was a practice tape of Vicious yeah. Circle that got out. That's what I got. And and the violence thing, you know, sometimes it's a real unfair rap from that because yeah. I'm a total hardcore, like a socialist, man. I, I was oh, I know, like I know that. that. I, I was talking about those days you heard. But I'm even saying in those days yeah. because the, the violence at the time was always directed outside. It wasn't inside. Yeah. Like I'm a total I never felt that from T.S.O.L. Well. No, no. But I thought that there was a... But this were guys. In your book, that, you talk a little bit about. You bet. That. Yeah, because there were guys at that. Well, you know as well as I do. Back then, when you saw somebody with crazy colored hair or yeah. a tattoo or something, you you yeah. pull over and you'd say, "Hey, what are you into, man? Yeah. What's go-? like to me? It was such a big family. Sure. Like sure. I, I still, you know, I, I, it was always family to me. Mm-hmm. Like I was bummed when someone said something bad about us being from Huntington. I was hurt. It's like, hey, I'm your family. I'm here. You know, yeah. you come into my town, and if somebody says something to you or or harasses you, I'm on it. Yeah. I don't know you, but I'm on it. And that, I wrote a song. There was, I don't know if you remember this time, but people writing letters to Flipside about who's got the real take on the trip. <laughs> and it's all of a sudden, Minutemen and TSOL are proxies in a bitch fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so I wrote this song called Fake Contest, which was directed at kids. It was so silly because, of course, well, oh, yeah, thanks, Watt. That was good. It's all good now. Just nice letters. But that was what the, so the violence, that's what it, it came from guys beating up punks. So then yeah. we're like, hey, wait a minute, dude. Yeah, I'm 6'3 and, and not an ounce of fat on me and come from a military family where it was like, hey, I was getting my ass kicked with a belt every day. It's like, yeah. now you're going to come, come bring it. You know, come at clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, and you then know, how many years later were they painting their fingernails? Right, right. That's it. You know, wearing dresses and that kind of stuff, and just you know, it's like real confrontational. But, you know, like, I try to tell people about those days that things change so quick. And by the time the nineties plateaus out, things change very slow now. Yeah. Some yeah. ways it's good because more open mind and tolerant. I don't know if it, yeah, I don't know. Some ways kind of not as exciting. Yeah, sometimes I wonder. It's, it's like, you know, and, and we were talking about that too. I was just, I was at some, you know, when he's saying you give a talk or whatever. And, you know, and well, I was like saying, Sam. look, you got, you got the Minutemen sound like the Minutemen. Flag sounds like Black Flag. Mm-hmm. Circuitures sound like yeah. Circuitures. There was way more under that umbrella. You know, you got the Go-Go's punk band. Walla Voodoo was on Bill. That's right. You know, Walla Voodoo, right. You know, Suburban Lawn. Yeah, Suburban Lawn. Hey, and that, you know, that's what really got me. That's what sold me. Um, I saw the plugs at Suburban Lawn's little practice pads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dictionaries played two gigs. Right. All right. It's Magnolia and Anaheim. You bet. Magnolia and Anaheim. So I wanted in. 
So I'm going there. I'm a kid going to high school kegger parties. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know anything. You know, I'm listening to the music a little bit. You know, but Rodney's show maybe or whatever. You know, and listening. I think Rhino was playing then. Rhino, yeah, because mm-hmm. they went to the same high school. Those guys, you know. Uh, but they also knew about the mask and the- all that. Yeah, and I'd gone up to the mask or whatever. But you know, kind of hanging out. So I met this suburban lawns gig. And I opened up this door. It's like in a house, right? You're kind of playing in the living room or whatever the hell. So I opened this door, and, and there were the plugs. Like, I opened the dressing room. So now I'm in the dressing room, right? And I, I look and go, oh, sorry, guys, sorry. And Barry, Barry from the Davis. plugs, goes, uh, go, oh, don't worry about it, man. Come on in, kid. Have a beer. And I thought, oh, man, this is how it's supposed to be. It's like no one in charge of anybody, no backstage, no... No, this, no, this mm. rock star attitude. Oh, yeah, Anything's yeah. out of it. I'm like, this is what I've been looking. This is like family, yeah, you know. Beautiful. And that's what it felt like. And you know, today I had these guys call. Yeah, me. we're missing that fabric for sure. It's gone. For sure. It's gone. For it's sure. like completely. I had these guys call me from a band, and uh, they call me and they say, "Hey, can you get us in the back door of the club because we don't want to walk through the crowd?" And I'm like, "Man." Fuck you. Uh, sorry about that. But, you know, really, just I just hung up on them. And, and just said, much. fuck you. You know, it's like, and, you know, when I go out and tell these kids, it's like, hey, we're here because, you know, we owe you. You support us. You come out, you yeah, pay money, you play. Mm-hmm. We owe you everything. Jack, mm-hmm. you're talking about values and ethics yeah. here. Well, it's not going <laughs> that far, why? Yeah. I like it. I like it. I love it. Let's play some music. <laughs>
some fish Mama, I'm as hungry as can be Oh, Lordy, how I wish Mama, you could keep the baby quiet Cause my head's killing me I seen my ex last night, Mama At a dance at Miller's store She was with that Jackie White, Mama I killed them both And they're buried under Jenkins' sycamore Don't you think I'm psycho, Mama You can pour me a cup If you think I'm psycho, Mama Better let them lock me up Don't hand the dog to me, Mama I might squeeze him too tight And I'm as nervous as can be, Mama But let me tell you about last night I woke up in Johnny's room, Mama Standing right by his bed With my hands near his throat, Mama Wishing both of us was dead You think I'm psycho, don't you, Mama? I just killed Johnny's pup. You think I'm psycho, don't you, Mama? You better let him lock me up. You know the little girl next door, Mama? I think her name is Betty Clark. Oh, don't tell me that she's dead Mama, why, I just seen her in the park She was sitting on a bench Mama, thinking up a game to play Seems I was holding a wrench Mama, then my mind walked away You think I'm psycho, don't you, Mama? Didn't mean to break your cup. You think I'm psycho, don't you, Mama? Mama, Mama, why don't you get up? Say something to me, Mama.
mother make it home Cause dirt is done when you're alone
clean. And she was so mean. How mean? She was wrist grabbing mean. I mean, she would pinch you for no reason and tell you, ma'am, ma'am, get in line.
to the city, my father got a job at the screwworks, where they made screws. But he died at his machine. He dozed off, fell into the threader, and was threaded to death. And when they found him, he was unrecognizable because his body was covered with ridges. He had a point at one end and a slot at the top of his head. He was buried on the hottest day of the year. city plant. I lit the candles. Yes, they sold all the electricity they made, so they had no electricity left for their own power. But they were ashamed and took out all the windows. This way, no one would know there was no electricity in the electricity factory, and the employees could work by candlelight in peace. One night, a man drove in backwards because his headlights were broken. He'd been driving by the light of his taillights all the way from Phoenix for hundreds of miles. But when he tried to get out of the car, his neck was so stiff he couldn't turn his head around, and he was still looking over his right shoulder. The rear fender scraping along the pavement made a terrible noise. He told me he'd had two flats on the same day three months ago and hadn't gotten around to changing them. Luckily, he had front-wheel drive. It wasn't too bad, except the car was tilted back and he had a hard time seeing over the hood. Well, these two men had an accident in the filling station and they both got out of their cars. But the man with a stiff neck could only talk with his back turned to the other man, looking over his shoulder at him. And the other man was insulted and was screaming at the top of his lungs because the scraping noise of the fender over months of driving had caused him to lose almost all of his hearing. And the man who'd driven backwards couldn't understand why he was screaming at him. Actually, it was just a small scrape, almost no damage. They ended up driving off together in the same car. A few years later, they sent me an invitation to the opening of their beauty salon in Tangiers. 
I was lost on an elevator. All the floors were the same. Then I realized the elevator was moving horizontally. So I tried another elevator. The Express. But it just got me more lost faster. People kept getting on and getting off. They were all wearing green gauze over their heads and were smoking ice cream cones. I said, please let me off at 39th Street. And the conductor said, this is 35th Street. You'll have to walk three blocks and take the escalator. But when I got to the escalator, it was just a phone booth. So I made a call. I called my father. I said, hello, I'm lost on 39th Street looking for an escalator and I can't find it anywhere. And he said, I'll be right there. And there he was. And the phone booth started moving forward very slowly with my father and I in it, and I didn't know where it was going or why. And he said, don't be afraid. This phone booth will take us home. And I said, but we have no home. And he said, we live on the eighth floor, apartment Y. And I said, he said, yes. Well, my father has always smoked Chesterfields, and right in the middle of this small, unventilated phone booth, he lit up an entire pack. He put the entire pack in his mouth and started to smoke. And I said, you're smoking a whole pack of Chesterfields. And he said, yes, I smoke a pack a day. And I said, a whole pack? Yes. I can't give it up. I'll open a small TV repair shop in Tampa. I'll marry an attractive divorcee, a clerk in a department store selling beauty products. She'll be tired of sleeping with people in motels that are so well lit outside you can never get the room dark enough. We'll sit in the backyard of our trailer, on those chairs with straps on them, next to a chipped bird bath. We'll grow old together. Then, one day, I'll get a hernia when I'm fishing in my small boat and hook a cinder block. She'll turn to her savior, who has snake hips, is quite lean, blonde, a pretty fair surfer, has a beautiful tenor voice, plays the pedal steel guitar, and would take her with him to Mexico if she'd only let him. visit the Ringling Brothers' winter home for retired animals and watch lions and elephants wearing bathrobes and tattered slippers strolling on the beach. I'll walk along the shore, climb up on a cliff, and think about my life. Watch the Pedro show. Uh, we heard uh, 
you don't have to die. Oh. <laughs> Another demo, right? Yeah, with the English accent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there's been a thing with some bands like that, but with you, it was just a phase. I, well, that's all I listened to. I didn't know. <laughs> Once again, I Dude, didn't somebody know. Somebody pointed that out to you. you. Yeah. Okay. Later on. <laughs> but even Iris gives me shit. You know, Iris, yeah. she gives me shit for it because she's. Because even when I'm writing, like when I'm writing, she go, "You're so proper. It's oh. like everything is so proper with you." Well, you know, when Charlie uh, Parker wanted to have fun with his guys, he'd always could break into the English accent. <laughs> and Miles in the book hates it. There he goes to that goddamn <laughs> Tibet. <laughs> okay. And then um, Eddie Nowak was Psycho. That's got to be one of the weirdest country songs ever. 1960. I guess he saw the movie Psycho. <laughs> But usually you don't, you know, hey, mama, you know. <laughs> don't let me hold Jimmy's puppy because I might squeeze too tight. You know, I was like, fuck. <laughs> 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 I thought fit next good to that demo. And then uh, uh, NATO Face with How Dirt Is Done, Stick Sellers with God Out West, Faye on Sister K, Frog Hair where she came to go, Pile, the prom song, and finally Joe Frank with memories. Oh, we lost Joe, Joe Frank, Frank Monday. Yeah. Remember we were talking with him with Governor Phil Friday. Right. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Man. Because remember it saved him from that depression fifteen mm. years ago? And the cancer killed him two days ago. Man. Now in the eighties, you never hear of this cat. He's um just using spiel, some background music. Calls up his friends, you know, get them to riff on things, mm. records the things, and makes these stories, these mind movies that are really uh, intense. They can get very uncomfortable mm. to listen to because, uh, yeah, he's framing a situation and it's like, whoa! And uh, really in the 80s, I, I guess he went through four or five series, but his first one was called Work in Progress that I heard. I guess he was in New York City for a little while, but he came out here and was doing them. It'd be right, Harry Shearer had a show on Sundays. Mm. I think it was called Lace Show. Yeah. Right? The guy who does... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big bottle. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Derek Smalls. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, this guy, Joe Frey, I think he had some weird kind of ailment where if he didn't take a medicine every hour and a half, he'd puke his brains out. Huh. So, yeah, so there's always this impending, like, uh-oh. And so it just rubbed off on his artwork. So people check out Joe Frank, just like it sounds, J-O-E-F-R-A-N-K, JoeFrank.com, and uh, there's stuff up on YouTube.com, and, and check out his things. Maybe it might be a little tedious for you, mm -hmm. but if you got some patience, check him out. Uh, we're at the end of the first hour. Already, that was a good spiel. Okay. <laughs> uh, January 17th, 2018, Fish and Waffle Pedo Show. Special guest, Jack Christian. Old tag for hour two. January 17, 2018, is second hour. What for Pedro show?
kind of nerve. You've got some kind of nerve here. Christine sometime in 1999 in New York City discussing underground culture and the future of the music industry but the moment I'm remembering my friends is Chris considering would he do it all again if he were 15 now thinking the system needs a smacking would he pick up guitar or take up computer hacking at the time i thought this cynical and bitter with regret for him the punk cage over i quickly went for good rock and roll used to change people's minds but does the power of three chords belong to another time i had dinner with chris stein one night in 1999 in new york city 
contemplating our own cultural irrelevance and the future of the music industry. I was arrogant, I assumed I'm out of touch With the tingle in my spine, music's still moving me so much Now years have passed, we made our payment at a premium And all the revolutionaries went to work in other mediums Creating cryptocurrencies and pattern recognition Disrupt the status quo just like rock and roll musicians I had dinner with Chris Stein sometime in 1999 In New York City Now I can admit that he was right But I still play guitar Yeah, it still lives in me And I know that it must live in Chris Stein too Something fierce, something primal Something reaching out for you Is it one or the other? Do I have to pick a side? Is it digital subversion or rock and roll suicide? Does magic have its moment? Does every moment have its time? I had dinner with Chris Stein one night in 1999. Yeah. 
anyway, we start off the second hour with Tender Fury doing Look Back in Anger, uh, I think Lodger, but we uh, song, and uh, Carlos Alomar. I remember meeting Carlos Alomar because the Navy suits and the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Great. He, yeah. yeah, but he's like some street dude, man, from the Spanish Harlem, you know, and stuff like that. It was very cool. <laughs> yeah. He goes, can you see my scarf, man? My wife will kill me if I don't find my <laughs> scarf. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> like she, she's never the cover, the book in the cover <laughs> thing. Don't get caught up in that stuff, people. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Hunt Sale played for a little bit at the last year, the, the Tender Fury. Right. Because uh, in the band chronology, Jack Grisham is... Uh, this, well, actually, it was Johnny Coathanger. <laughs> I yeah, got moving around. Yeah, right. In the Vicious Circle, then TSOL, and now uh, Tender Fury, which has got to be one of the most intense band names. Who thought that one of? Ah, it came out of romance novel. <laughs> I wasn't paying a lot. Of, I wasn't paying a lot of attention to the last record. But, okay. but whatever. I mean, the last Tender Fury record's great. If Anger Were Sold, I'd be James Brown. Yeah. Be, you know, it was actually a great, at the time, because that's when I really woke up and said, okay, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. And the way I wrote music and everything changed after that. Okay, yeah. Uh, the thing about the 80s stuff, and it's even on the last Minuteman record, some of this production, man, mm. this corny snare drum sound. Tow! Tow! <laughs> it just dates these things. It's like the haircut, the lady haircuts. If you watch an 80s movie, the way that it comes yeah, out, yeah. like a little kind of shit. Yeah. You know, and the dudes too. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but it's more like lots a of spray. It's lots like, of spray. Yeah, lots of spray. <laughs> and, and maybe sculpting when they're, huh. they're doing it. You know, like hedge clip. That's why you don't let them grow out too much, maybe because the arms. <laughs> fit the mold. Then we heard uh, "Breakfast Cowboy" out of Portland with "These Are Violins." Ben Lee, brand new. Dinner with Chris Stein, the Fofico Band. This is a Greek band. This guy's in his late forties. I want to learn bass, so he does. It. Makes a band. See, the movement's still alive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <A little> bit. <laughs> uh, Count Dracula. I think I'm going to write a song called Count Dracula. Okay, and then uh, Spot, uh, he was on the show last month, right? Mm -hmm. He's in Sheboygan Sheboygan. Now. Right. Goes with gelatinous. With <laughs> the blues theme. And finally, Cathedral Tears, Together Alone. I guess this was a demo. That was a demo, yeah. And Cathedral of Tears is the fourth. Well, t Cathedral Tears would be four Tender Fury. Oh, it is? Yeah, so it kind of switched. Why, why I fucked up, people? Yeah, it's all right. It's a, me it's a messy Okay, area. so they switch up, because one's 83 and one's 88. 87? Yeah. Okay. And I guess there's a little more synthesizer with uh, yeah. uh, Cathedral Tears and maybe a little more of that right, snare little more drum on the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I like both bands. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the outfits were interesting. But, man, we always looked at it as you were having, coming up, even starting with uh, the second TSOL album, you were trying to shake shit up. Right. Except the deck. Things were getting yeah. too uniform, too yeah. same old. Yeah, I didn't like it from the day one. I always had a problem with that. It's like, you know, whatever. I, no, but your reaction was artistic, so you did it with yeah. these bands. And the Cathedral of Tears thing, it's yeah. like, get away from me. Yeah. I, don't want you, I don't want you liking me. I don't want you looking up to me. I just got in this talk about these guys today about this. There was a, oh, wow. There's this program going on where these guys are putting men ahead of other men. It's like, look, I don't, I don't know, man. No. I don't want that. I don't want somebody looking at me for an answer or looking at me for this or leader or whatever. It's yeah. like shoulder to shoulder all here. You know, whatever. It's heavy socialism. That's how I grew up. It's like that's whatever got that implanted in my mind. Everybody's got to say this. Right. Right. And no hierarchy. Right. So leave me alone. And the minute yeah. somebody starts to put, you know, admiration or anything on me, I just walk away. No thanks. I'm going to go do this. 
So, and then when you start liking this, I'm like, I'm out of this. <laughs> yeah, because that's where a lot of corruption. People take advantage of a position. I think this is a big problem right now, right? Where we're having mm-hmm. sisters. Uh, there's been a lot of corruption because people take advantage of position. So if you don't give them a position in the first place. That's right. And, and, and it's so easy to, st- all it takes is one or two guys deferring to you a couple times. That's it. Just one or two guys. Well, you know, well, what do you think about this? Well, yeah. What do you think about this? Yeah. And all of a sudden you go, here's what I think about this. Yeah. And they say, yeah. They say, yeah. And what, what did you think about John Doe asking you? Hey, why don't you tell the people what you think about this? I was surprised he liked it. <laughs> no, but didn't you think it was a better idea of him trying to work out the whole scene? I don't oh, remember. Oh, 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 you're talking about just to talk about get the people. Well, like people he gave me a chap. Yeah. He gave oh, you yeah, a chap. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant specifically asking my mm. point of view on it, which was different. Did than he when give you some instructions? He gave me one instruction. He didn't give me it. He gave me one. He said, talk about the knuckleheads. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Well, he didn't. And I <laughs> which guess, was why I loved your chapter. <laughs> you know, the best line from your chapter is, don't blame us, you started it. But that's the truth, man. I know, I know, totally. You know, and here's what's like fucking crazy. This is what drives you crazy. Remember the PMRC and all that going oh, on? Oh, yeah. Okay, but but look, they're saying, so here they've got, they're saying, you know, watch the lyrics, the lyrics, and the lyrics change people, you know, the lyrics make these people do this. And all these bands are saying, our words don't mean nothing. Our words don't make anybody do anything. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Look at the Constitution. Look at the Bible. Look at the written word. The written word changes people. So to say, I can say this and it has no effect on anyone, is fucking ridiculous. It's ridiculous. No, they're trying to cut loose responsibility. Right, and so Doe's singing, these guys are singing all these songs. So here I'm some kid in the suburbs. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm hearing? You know, bodies, I'm not an animal, Nazia. She was still away. (laughs) Whatever the hell's going on. So I'm like taking it in, going, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm just going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's this, you know, here's a sea cucumber down there, total sponge, (laughs) sucking this up. And then I take it and put it on the streets, and then these guys come and complain. It's like, I'm, I remember when the police showed up. So here's everyone's talking about, you know, anti-police, anti-police, anti-police. And then they show up to break up a show. And so I grab a bottle and attack. And then they, then they get mad at me for attacking the police. That They're shit-talking. It's like, wait a minute. You're the one putting this shit-talk, shit-talk into my mind. And then they show up, and I'm in. And now you're mad at me yeah. for defending you when you were crying about it. Yeah. You know, it's the craziest Martin thing. Luther. You know? Right? Martin Luther translates the Bible, the people go off, and he goes, Oh, I was it? no, no, I didn't mean it. Yeah. And he goes in with the princes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So yeah. so it's like words do influence people. Yeah, they and do. that's what I was but telling you. But you got it was bitching that John Doe gave you the word back. <laughs> so you could have your say. <laughs> now what I didn't dig did you did you you did read, and of course yeah, I heard yeah. it. Man, when I went to read by it, I couldn't do it because the motherfucking editors went in there. Did they change your shit? Uh, not too much. They're pretty good because I'm writing all the time. Okay, so they close. Well, yeah. I guess yeah. the, the decapo told me, you know what you do want is poetry. That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I couldn't believe it. The guy came down here to pitch me an autobiography. Yeah. But you, not you. You can't write it. Why. It's got to be ass told to because what you do is poetry. Well, and there's... there's <laughs> that's what the difference is. Boy, what a sell. I see it well fucking very much. Yeah. And there's a difference to that. I have to, you know, the... the fr- this well, it's not a difference, but you know about us getting censored. It's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. from a tradition. Oh, I can't. Like the fruit flag. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was surprised. Like, I did this, this novel, like, American and American sure. Team. I did this thing. It's kind of bio. Yeah, kind it's of. like a... Yeah, kind of bio. It's a little dark bio. Whatever it is, man. <laughs> but, but... uh 
They said, hey, we want you to write it. And they wouldn't let somebody come in and help. They just said, we want, to, we want you to write it. And, and I'd never written anything longer than a 50-word song. Mm-hmm. I had no idea, man. And that's poetry. Yeah, yeah. Fact, <laughs> no periods here. There's no commas. <laughs> yeah, and then somebody say, hey, wait a minute. There's no... And then they'd say there's no something in here. Like something's missing out of the sentence. Yeah. I don't even know what to tell you. What, one of your words. What, in English, what, something like, you know, what predicates. Whatever it is. Subject. And I go, they'd go, oh, well, you got nothing. Oh, I go, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> You're dangling modifiers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. So I just got asked by this company to write a forward for some dude, and I said no. And I oh, love right. this guy because I didn't want people fucking with it. I don't know. I, well, I felt really it, yeah. abused by my. I couldn't even read it. Well, the way I write is I use pauses, uh, commas for pauses. Sure. So when I saw these commas all these fucking places where they were, I couldn't read it. I had a stumble book. So okay. I use maybe dashes. I'm the weak link. Jeff. Use dashes, dashes. They get on me about dashes. Yeah. I use a dash because it's like I talk like that. Right. So in the middle of a sentence, you're right? a hyphenated man. Right. So I'll dash and I'll go into another sentence. Sure. Go, but look, that's why I speak. You know, and and because you write conversationally the same way I do. And Truman Capote, we we're talking about mm-hmm. this earlier. Oh, yeah. Capote says he reads so well. He reads so well live to read it out loud because it's written conversationally. It's written, you know. But right. Anyway, yeah. No, there's an outtake of Orson Welles trying to read some commercial. I love it. I've heard it. This the one with the skull piece. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of shit is There's it? a certain they, fjord in Norway. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. The, produce, the producer comes into the booth. Hey, who is that? I'm the pro- I work with one man. What? Leave. But I'm the book. Leave. One man. <laughs> yeah, that's him. And then he, goes, then, he goes the, then he gets back with the engineer. I mean, this stuff, it kind of... You can write it down, but it doesn't... Look, I'll go down on you if this works. <laughs> yeah, that's I'll go down on you, man. <laughs> you know? And he said, and the guy goes, and it's, he says, that's proper English here. And he goes, I don't care if it's proper English. Shit. Yeah. We come on the at Peaks. Oh, no way. Seriously? Yeah. Peachy way. Yeah. He got chili dog in each hand. I go, Mr. Wells. He goes, young man, I would shake your hand, but I am busy. <laughs> But, he's, but I read stuff, and I find that, you know, I shoot a lot of photos, too. And now I've been getting into shooting a lot of photography, too. And I'll see guys, and technically, they're correct. But it's not good. There's no soul in it. Good point. And you see writers... I've referred to something called fusion before. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the same thing with music. Yes, technically, that is correct. But there's no life in it, man. It's like, that's why... Oh, form and sterile. Well, just working with Rossler, we just... We just I came off the grid now. We don't we don't do anything more on the grid anymore. I'm done doing that. It's like no, it's got to breathe. Yeah. You know, it's just got to breathe. And and you know, of course, speaking of breathing, yeah. you got that brother Matt do the fucking spin cycle. <laughs> Bring your brother Matt. Cool.
أيها الأخوة المواطنون، إن خيط الرفيع يفصل بين الحرية والفوضى.
Brother Matt, thank you so much for doing what you did. And why did you do what you just did to us here? Well, I was tripping on that alarm the people in Hawaii had to deal with, with thinking of bombs coming. Right. That was trippy. Yeah, and uh, and then I just uh, stumbled on all these World War Three songs started coming at me, so it seemed like it was meant to be. Like a, a battle vibe. <laughs> seems like That's we a, be at five or six by now, though. Yeah. Three seems like <laughs> we missed that. Yeah. We just moved on. Yeah, 3.5 or something. Yeah. What about uh, what we were talking about, revisionist? Revisionist history. Yeah, especially in punk rock. Sometimes I get mad, you know, somebody was calling me, because I copped to being an asshole and doing stuff that's, that was unsavory. Let's say that's a polite <laughs> word for it. Unsavory. And, uh, you know, but what makes me mad is, you know, I get into it sometimes with this culpability of, of, of admitting wrongs and writing and whatever the hell we're doing, you know. Sure. And, and a lot of people look at this thing like the early punk scene was so idealistic, and it's like, look, man, it, it didn't attract great people. You know what I mean? It wasn't like think back. It's like these weren't these weren't solid. You know, there's yeah, a lot of stuff. But there were some qualities, but yeah, lacking in others. Yeah, that's, I mean, there was a lot of foul behavior going on. We well, have a scene with no rules. Exactly, and and one so you don't remember, yeah. remember that. Like there wasn't some desk you checked in at, where people brought whatever they had, and then did people bring what they had? Yeah, and I found that once I got a taste of a little something, once you break a little something, like like there's let's say there's some moral code, yeah, and you violate it just mm-hmm. a little bit, yeah. well, it gets easier to take another step yeah. and violate it just a little bit more, yeah, you know, balls and, out. Uh, John Messia, which which ha- it's happened, you know, and, John Messia, exactly, and a lot of people, and, I, and so I said up today and say, hey, I did this and this. I did these behaviors that weren't good. And so people go, oh, what an animal. This guy did this and this. Like, wait a minute. I'm not the only one that did it. I'm just the only one to admit it. He did. <laughs> you know, all these other guys, he got on these pedestals, man. Let's go back. And, you know, I wasn't the one that brought division into this punk rock scene. You know, it's like, or brought, brought doctrine into it that all of a sudden said hey we're going to go by this law it's like wait a minute man I didn't sign up man that was suffocating that was so suffocating we're at the end of the second hour June uh, January 17 (laughs) 2018 special guest Jack Grissom hold tight for hour three yeah January 17 2018 it's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro show
Watford Pedro Show, we start off the third hour with What You Are is a God by the Joy Killer. Now, Joy Killer's the fifth one? Yes, I'm like, yes, I'm whatever it is, yeah. yeah. But Joy Killer, again, you know, all these bands we're talking about, they don't repeat themselves. They're all different trips. Yeah, it was just experimenting. They got Jack the Singer, okay. But you put different things, motifs, uh, lyric, uh, right. all kinds of guys. Yeah. It's not the same guys in all these bands, you know. And uh, I, I, I found the Joy Killer very interesting, too, just another uh, dimension in your thing. How did you uh, look at it? Well, it's it was seemed, 90s, right? I just wanted to fiddle around with Like, feel, what can we do? What can we try? It's like, mm-hmm. trouble is, my problem is I'm limited as a vocalist. I'm not really a great vocalist. So it's, so it's like... Well, I like oh, you, Sue. Thanks, Mike. That was very <laughs> nice. Thank you. Uh, but it's, I, I've never been happy with me. So, so, but just kind of fooling around, like, whatever. It's just a, Then I start getting into some psych trip, like, that what you are as a god is about parents and what we do to these children, and we're the first deity that these kids run oh, into. Oh, the molders. So, and that's what it is. It's like, you know, when I was talking about how they, how they had shaped me, you know, let's beat them, let's, let's infuse racism, let's infuse this, let's do this, do this, do this. So, my whole life's been unlearning what was jumped into me, you know, and so I'm going to take this, and... And a part of that, what you are as a god is, you know, I, I tell guys all the time, it, it's easier to build a god than it is to deconstruct one. You know, it's like so ingrained. And sure. and, and so then in the Joy Killer, it's just fooling around with sounds. And when that song came out, uh, we were doing samples. We yeah. were sampling. We had a rap guy laying samples right, down right, for us. Right. So we're, we're experimenting in areas that the time nobody had done. Even the last Tender Fury record, we were using samples and loops and sure, stuff. Sure. And they weren't being used. And, mm. you know, and... and punk rock music, whatever the hell it is. So just kind of experiment. Yeah, well, that's a good point. Is punk rock really a music? No. Or is, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to answer that quick. No, no. You know what I mean? Because almost every band has their own idea. Right? Yeah. Attitude, attitude, attitude. You know. I mean, that's... And, and then what? Where? how do we define the attitude? How do you that's define right. that? Because everybody has their well, own idea. I think, idea. like, the safe bet... You leave it up to the band, <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, you know, you know, we talk about safe bets, right? Cynicism, uh, right? Mm-hmm. But come on, ain't all the way. If you were really cynical, you'd have to be cynic, uh, skept- or skeptical, maybe mm-hmm. cynical. But you'd have to be uh, cynical or skeptical of that a thought, right? School, right? So you only go halfway. You know, it's a word mm-hmm. game. I start. I get in that all the time. Yeah, oh, yeah. I gotta, you know, call it oppositional defiance disorder. I'll come up with a thought and then argue on it. You, know, it's you just keep up with this. Yeah. Dwarf Star by David uh, Gerard out of Massachusetts. No Eyes TBT. Everyone is dirty. They just play with some Strong Beach. Uh, Journeyman Plumber. Mouthpiece. No H, right? These guys are from Ireland, so it's a mouthpiece. Uh, Tony Delroni. That's a song name. A guy that buy voices with goodbye note. Uh, yeah, when you're going to do a talk, do you already got prepared or do you come into the room and size it up? No, nothing. Nothing. So you wait till you're there. So you're. you're well, it's not even that. It's no thought, no thought, no thought. Then well, man, you're gonna you're gonna vibe though on the, what's going on inside the room that you. Yeah. No, nothing. No, it's like I, I got this thing I do. It's uh, I pretend that I'm in the desert. Yeah. And that there's nothing, and I'm laying in the sand. Yeah. And that the wind's just blowing through the body. So anytime a thought comes up, I just let it blow through. Because if somebody, you know, and then I just get up and just start talking. Just whatever, because I, 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 I'm not intelligent enough to figure out a plan. 
It's going to be subconscious. Yeah. But then also in the moment, you're not reacting to what's going on either. You're right. just this... Subconscious. It's complete Yeah, like read. Yeah. One time I looked over, they were doing... Uh, you know, they do... The, they get the... Uh, what do you call them? The, the interpreters. The sign mm. interpreters. Yeah. I, I, I was looking over the sign interpreter trying to figure out what I just said. <laughs> I can't I don't really know what just went down over there. <laughs> Could you yeah. play that back? Did you hear about this one? <laughs> People, you can't see it, but I'm doing the... Uh, the horns. Yeah, Ronnie Jane Dio. Yeah. Gene Simmons tried to copyright this. Oh, yeah. In sign language, it means I love you, so sorry. <laughs> yeah, ward off the evil eye. Because you always <laughs> wonder when the statue's in there, they're that holding their hands up. Yeah, yeah. Take yeah. Eye, it's the evil eye. went on. Greeks were way into that. Mm. But in, even in the, you know, this kind of talking with the sign hands. Uh. He's got soft hands. I bummed him out. I, yeah, I bummed him out one night. I was I was speaking of Hunt. I was with Hunt, and we were doing some recording or whatever. And Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley were in there. And so Hunt goes, "Hey, Hunt, you know?" He goes, "Hey, Gene, you know, you know Jack." And he goes to shake my hand, and his hand was so soft, and there was no. It's like shaking a cotton ball, and I recoiled. You know what I mean? Because I didn't. I didn't mean to recall. Like, oh, hey. <laughs> I was like, you know. The killer, you know, this, this, I breathe fire for you. It's like, yeah, you may breathe fire for me, man, but you got soft hands, guy. <laughs> I, I got a story yeah. about him. That was trippy. I'll, I'll tell one time. <laughs> Maybe not that. But it's kind of like on that soft hand level in a way. Yeah. But, but he's actually very nice to me. Oh, he's nice to me. Because too. I heard these other stories that he's not an nice to other people <laughs> he was nice he just had a soft hand yeah, yeah, yeah. and I just tripped out because I you know it's like when you meet someone they're way smaller and you think it's like oh wait a minute I thought you know I had this idea in my head You're the boys guys yeah. you know it's like, they were like well we saw the mic we thought they had microphones for their acoustic guitar they were going to do acoustic show yeah yeah but it was, there was, was the mics <laughs> <laughs> fact, one of them had pants that was so little that they didn't bend at the knee you know, just like, <laughs> I was like, whoa. And then, and then I went, I remember we went and looked at the On Your Feet or On Your Knees album at home, and you look at it, and the guitars are huge. They were always tiny. You just didn't notice. Yeah. Like, on the album, where he's got gloves on, like, his guitar, and the guitar's like this huge. <laughs> yeah, he was a little guy, so at Tasman <laughs> Sea. Yeah. He was at Tasman Sea one night. Really? Just little. I remember him doing a wrestling record with Cindy Lauper. This is some more music.
to fall It's all like a dream to call you mine My heart's a lighter thing Since you've made this night a thing divine Sentimental mood I'm within a world so heavenly For I never dreamt that you'd be loving
lot from Pedro Show. Last music, The Love Letter from the Manic Glow, which uh, I played a lot on the show. And maybe the most uh, recent record you've been doing, Jack? Well, I did the, this Trigger Complex, this TSWO record, this last record, which which it gets great reviews. It's great. I was going to bring you a copy. and I just, TSOL has a new album. Yeah. Well, last okay. it actually came out in January, and it's... Uh, Great. Did it at Paul's place. Did yeah. the you know just let it feel, let it flow. Not Paul Rosler, people. He was uh, not original screamer, but very close. And he's uh, Kay's brother. Yeah, <laughs> I've Great. known him a while, and he's a beautiful man. And he uh, runs a studio downtown called Robot Kitten. Kitten Robot. Kitten I Robot, officiated so. his last wedding. The last That's wedding. right. That's right. With the younger person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, she's beautiful. Rachel's great. Yeah, yeah. Paul and Rachel. I love, I love working with Paul, man. I've yeah, never yeah. felt so comfortable working with somebody. You know, it's just real. Well, he's been around the block. <laughs> well, yeah, but it just lets mm. you see what happens. But he know? didn't get jaded. So, so good. He didn't no, get jaded, you, know? you know? No. He uh, has the spark still. So, so, so you guys all came down here. Yeah, who, who you got drums? Is Greg still on the keyboard? Greg's still on okay. the keyboard. So it's ever, just a new drummer, Antonio, this guy from the Valley. Good guy. Okay. You know, you know it's funny. He spent but a year... Mike and Ron. Mike and Ron, days. Greg, everybody. Okay. Antonio spent a year and a half stationed in Baghdad. You know, he gets with me and sometimes I just start going off right. He gets real <laughs> shell-shocked. Like, come on! Get the fucking thing! PTSD. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you know, uh, Mayo Townsend, right? Tom Watson played with Red Crow a long time, and Mayo seems talking to Cat Beefheart once. Yeah, Beefheart told him, you know, when you're running a band, you sometimes you got to be a Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, and that's what Greg said to me. This last <laughs> record, this TSO record we did, he, he came up to me, he goes, hey, man. He goes, I know you don't like to do it, man, but we need you to be a dick on this one. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> really, you know, Ray Cooter was on the first out, right? And then Monterey Pop, Pop Festival, the captain walks off stage. I mean, literally. Right? He's like, fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> And then he said, you know, thinking back, it was a little brown shirt. <laughs> yeah, well, what do they call it? Enlightened. Well, uh, you need a runner man, maybe. Sometimes sometimes you got to shoot. I mean, especially when you got these guys. You know, you got guys and everybody's got their own point of view. They're all going sure, different. Sure. If it was his record, it sound mm. one way. Somebody's got to say, look, no. We're rolling this way. This is what we got to do. We're, I'm going to take the best of you and squeeze you. Man. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember I, on a Joy Killer record, I got everybody in the studio and I said, hey, I just want to apologize for what I'm going to do to you. You know, like a pre-apology. You know, and I let you know I lived up to it. I hate it, but I fired on it. You know, dropping guitars. You know, just whatever. But but in the end, you listen to it and go, okay, this is a bitch, and I get mm-hmm. it. Now. Like Billy Persons, uh, bass player Billy Persons with the weirdos. Kind of yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. And Billy said to me, he goes, he goes, all right. He goes, I, I don't know what you're doing, man, but but he goes, you're doing it with conviction, so I'm in. He goes, I'm in. I'm sold. This is You sold it. You sold it. Okay. And then we had a lesson learned. Lecture Part 2 from Far the South, Sentimental Mood, uh, from Birds of Paradise. I think they're Canadians. Unit F with Comes a Day. And finally, Conformity Contortion with Between a Lock and a Guard's Mace. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jack, what's your, so you got this new album now. What's the new, next plan? Uh, we're, we're back in already recording again. We're doing a single right now. Because it was last January. Then. Yeah, it was last January we had that. It came out. It's got great reviews. That's good. The kids love it live. Come on here. It's cool. It's good. Real fun. And uh, and now we're just cutting another single right now. And then, uh, you know, I'm doing a lot of photography. I'm shooting a lot of right. photos and still writing and just, uh, you know. 
Wasn't there a movie thing? Yeah, I did a little movie thing. It was all right. I learned a good. I learned some lessons. It's about learning. Is it like the germs movie? That's expensive. I'm learning. afraid to see the germs movie. Yeah, I didn't see it. I wouldn't see it. Yeah. I don't know. Even though, man, I love Pat. Yeah. Pat was into it so much, but something just like was like, whoa. Yeah, you never know. I yeah, I stick into straight fiction. It's just way better, way better. Because it's all fiction anyway. We're talking about this. Like, who knows what really happened? You know, you think my story. Yeah, (laughs) think what went down. That's it. I want to thank you so much for coming down. Oh, yeah, you great having you. Yeah, <laughs> I just got to keep working. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, you yeah. send me in a mental hospital, man. You got to get them making baskets or building shit. Or you got a problem. It's like, and that's me. You got to get a pen in my hand or some music or a camera. Okay. We, got a, we got an issue Okay, if I'm not doing it. Yeah, yeah. it's hard to talk about the camera stuff on the radio, brother. <laughs> but is there a place people... On the web, can find. Yeah, Jack Jack Grisham photo Instagram stuff. Or okay, whatever. go there, people, and check it out because I've seen some of the stuff and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, righteous. It's uh, what do you call it? It's wet with feeling. Yeah, little gothic and it's fun. I, I feel, I I feel wetness. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> wetness. There's some. I'm, I'm a horror man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, you guys. Thanks so much. I really yeah, enjoyed great the show. Yeah, Absolutely, nice. brother Matt. Thanks for your always accentuating the event. Certainly, people. It's been January 18th. No, January 17th, 2018 <laughs> edition of Fido Show. Keep your powder dry. Yeah.